ignoring the heat for a second uh what have you been up to like like what, what kind of content are you are you oh enjoy enjoying here lately? we go <laughs> here we go here we go all right Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Cristiano Ronaldo's favorite no. football podcast. What? That's football. right. Football. I'm joined, obviously, once again, my by illustrious producer, Joe Thiessen. How's it going, Joe? Stellar. 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 Nice, dude. You know that Cristiano, you know this about me. Oh uh, yeah. Did you do this on purpose? Well, I knew that you you're a big you're a big football guy. I, I do enjoy the sport of And by big I football. mean more than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not really big, honestly. I don't watch it. I don't <laughs> Are you watching the Euro World uh, whatever it's called? No, but actually I watched a little bit at my at my in-laws the other day. Yeah. Watching with my father-in-law and, and brother-in-law and it was looked it I I, I really enjoy it. if I had a place where I could watch soccer, yeah. I would watch soccer probably. Okay. Well, there you I, go. I do enjoy it. That's more than me. I would have to, I mean, it would have to get, there was a while there where COVID was in its prime uh, at the beginning there. Some would argue that it's always in its prime, but um, at the beginning there when all the sports were shutting down and soccer was the only thing that was on really, mm-hmm. that was the closest I ever got to watching soccer full and you, time. you didn't even? <clears throat> I didn't even. Wow. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my team's Germany, so going for Germany. They beat really? Portugal the other day. I saw that. At, I did see that. That was yeah, sad. That was big. You're a big Portugal guy. Yeah. You like yeah, you like I'm Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, he's always been my favorite. Yeah, I just okay. Um, I've been trying to like. I just have so little awareness about like soccer. Okay. Like I understand. Like so, where is you know where Neymar is from? What country he's from? Okay, I mean, Brazil. Brazil, yeah, it is. Okay, it's Brazil. I think so. Neymar, right? yeah. I found out Messi is from Argentina. Yes. So they're not even the Euro Cup, because that's in South America. Oh. So it's like a like Cristiano Ronaldo is really the big name. Wow, the, is that discrimination? I think. Well, I think <laughs> I think they made it pretty clear. It's just the Euro, just the Euro teams, or is it called UEFA? What is it called? I don't wow. know. This is the football show, not the football <laughs> show. We are going to talk some American football later on in the show. We're going to talk uh, some news. Uh, there's a little bit of stuff going on. Obviously, like I've said numerous times, slow period right now mm, in the NFL offseason. Very slow right slow now. Slow rolling time. Also, here. don't let me forget to mention that it's currently 40 degrees Celsius in our house right now. Uh, our AC is broken. Yeah. And um, so we have the fan going in this room. So the audio is going to be a little weird. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to hear the fan. But um, just know that if the fan wasn't going, we would have a heat stroke. Yeah. We would die. That little breeze that oscillates every, you know, every few seconds yeah. is the only thing keeping us from passing from out. being alive. Yeah. So you can either hear the fan or not have a podcast at all. Yeah. Or we could die. Yeah. Or we, you either, um, you're the fan or we die. Yeah. So, so it's really up to you. <laughs> yeah. You choose. Listener. Yeah. This is a choose your own adventure here. Yeah. You, Have you ever watched the Bear uh, Bear Girls, um, You versus Wild? No. Where you, where you get to make the decision of what he does? No. That sounds uh, awesome. No, it's not that great. No. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. I did it one night. Um, it was actually the night that I found out Eddie was pregnant. <laughs> That's how you celebrated. I, I couldn't sleep. I, I was up all night. And I actually had an episode of sleep paralysis that day as well. It was, oh. a, it was a whole weird night. Goodness. And I... Um, was that was that with the adventure? <laughs> Are you sure you even... What? Were you just hallucinating? Or like, is this a real show? Yeah, right. Yeah. right. I think so. Is Barry Girls a real guy? Yeah, for sure he is. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, I watched a little bit of it and I failed and he died. He got eaten by monkeys or something. I don't know. <laughs> and it was just so stupid. I was like, he's like, should I do this or this? And he's like, if I do this, the chances are that this and this and this. If I do this, I'll get here quicker and this and this and this. And so. Like, why don't you tell me, Bear? Yeah, I was like, you're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I've learned nothing from your show. <laughs> yeah. So. I feel like maybe that show is for people who watch some of the other stuff. Yeah. So like I don't I don't know so I just choose whatever sounds the coolest to watch, and then it's like oh you failed 
do you want to go back or do you want to start over from the beginning? Or not? It's like, I want to sleep, Bear, <laughs> but I, I can't. I can't. Uh, you ever see the video of Bear Grylls? Uh, it's like a video where he's like on a volcano or something. There's like this crack in the in the uh, the volcano or whatever. He's like on some volcanic rock and he's making a big dramatic thing. He's like, oh, I got to make this jump over this rock. It's like a really big deal. And it's like, oh man. And he makes this dramatic jump. And then somebody else shows a video from that exact same spot. And they, they pan the camera over and you could have walked around the crack. And also, I think there was like a road just not yeah. that far away from, yes, where, from yes. where that crack was. I've seen that. That's hilarious. Um TV is just everything scripted. Like, oh man, even that. Even the, what about but, what about this guy Les Stroud though? I don't Survivor know Survivor Man. I don't know who that is. I thought he did. I thought he did. He did a little bit different, and he went by himself with his own camera. Oh really? But yeah, but uh, well, really, you and, know, well, like, and all, don't get me wrong, Bear Grylls is still an insane human being. Yeah. Like you ever see the video of him like in a helicopter and he's like hanging off the helicopter and he just jumps out and just skydives to where he's going to be yeah. on the island? That is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. What a cool, that's like something you would do in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in this, in this Bear vs. Wild, he's in a helicopter uh, or plane, I forget, but then they're flying over the water and he jumps out into the water. While it's moving, so he's maybe like, that's the video that I saw. Oh, maybe that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts. He's cool, man. He's, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy, but you know, maybe just not as cool he's as he shows in in the yeah in the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're gonna talk football. Like I said, talking a little bit of news. We had a couple of uh, offensive line signings. Somebody getting released. Uh, the NFL with a big time rule change involving uniforms. You guys know how much I love uniforms, Joe. Doesn't get how much I love uniforms, but I love them. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk about unanswered quarterback situations still in the NFL as well. Um, but yeah, right now we're just trying to survive. It is the hottest time ever right now where we are. Like um, in Canada, I'm just a few, it feels like just a few episodes ago, we were talking about how it was cold again. Yeah. <laughs> that was the episode with Rudy. Where yeah. We were talking yeah. about how it was cold. It's not cold anymore. No way. And it's just incredibly hot. Your air conditioning's broken. Mm-hmm. And we are... Well, I don't know if it's broken, but if you if leave it running for too long, it just ices over. Oh. <laughs> Ice... <laughs> right before you came, I, I just walked into the living room. All of a sudden, it out the place where it spits um, air, it just shot ice. <laughs> just shot ice out of it. Like right at my wife, sitting across the room, went... <laughs> shot ice pellets at her hey it's like monster house man yeah hey we were alone we were alone that's my wife yeah then you shut it off yeah i did shut it off that's why it's so hot you ever think that maybe there's a really easy way to fix that and now you've said that on the podcast and somebody's gonna be listening to the podcast being like this guy is an idiot well let me know if you're listening to this podcast guys drop a like uh leave a comment in the comment section below <laughs> how can i fix my ac my unit? air conditioning it's one of those ones you put in the window one like yeah it's like a window ac unit how yeah. can i fix it it ices if that helps and not a good kind of ice no, either. not like that ice on my wrist ice i think right on my wrist exactly right or like better on my dance or something yeah something like that uh yeah no joe um Ignoring the heat for a second, uh, what have you been up to? Like, like what, what kind of content are you are you oh, enjoy enjoying? Here lately? we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right. I've been watching Breaking Bad. Oh, for the first time. For the first time. You have you watched it? You haven't. No, right? I've never watched it. Okay. You said you dropped you jumped on The Walking Dead rather than yeah. When it I remember way there's, back a, in there's the day. a very clear crossroads in my life, and this was before long before I was married. Uh, still living at home where there was a point where I probably should have been paying attention to school, but instead I was really deciding whether I should watch Breaking Bad or The Walking Dead. And I decided to go the Walking Dead route. Mm-hmm. Never finished it. Maybe it was a bad, bad idea. Yeah. Cause it's still going and Breaking Bad finished and it's good. Yeah. But, um, tell me about it, Joe. No, I'm on season, almost on season three now. And, uh, it's a great, it's amazing. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal show. There you go. And it's starting to get really, uh, starting to get a lot darker. <laughs> okay. A lot creepier. And yeah, it's like, it's, it's interesting. So I'm going to say a little bit, of, it's, it'll be a kind of a spoiler, 
Okay. So, so spoiler warning, spoiler I guess. Spoiler alert. Um, Skip ahead if you don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You can do whatever you want. You're your own person. Yeah, Breaking Bad's also been out for a long time. Yeah, so, so don't get that mad at us. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the main character, his name is Walt, Walter White. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finds out that he has lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's like terminal, he's going to die. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm, me and my wife are barely scraping by here. Um, we're living, but we're not living well by any means. So um, he's like, I am going to uh, cook meth. Oh, that's usually what the first thing that people think of. Yeah. yeah. And so he he runs into an old an old um, student of his who's kind of like a dropout uh, loser guy. And this who's, is who's, Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman, who's a, right. who's a drug dealer, and uh, and he also cooks meth, but he does it like really crappy, in a really <laughs> crappy way. It's not that and, high grade math. And Walter White is a science major or a chemistry major, so he and he teaches chemistry. So he he makes like the purest, best meth you could ever think of. Oh wow! Like and so everybody wants it, right? So he's making he starts making meth, mm. and it's like it's and then it's it's unbelievable because in the show you're thinking like he's doing all this for his family, but like he kills a few people, he cooks meth, he's selling meth, yeah, but he's making money for his family. He's like. Is he an antagonist or... And for his cancer treatment or how does that... Like... Yeah, he's making the money so he can pay for his cancer treatment because oh, okay. his family can't pay for it. Yeah. But his family thinks that somebody else is paying for it. Some some uh, some of their f- rich friends who own really? business. Yeah. And so... So he does all that and he can't even take the credit for it. Nope. That's tough. Yeah. Wow. And he, yeah, like an episode I just watched, Um, he he goes into remission. So he's not... So the cancer, like the tumor has shrunk now. And... um. They have a big party celebrating it, and his wife is like, "And you know, none of this could none of this could have happened if it weren't for um, um, Ed and Irene, I think their names are something like that, um, who offered to pay uh, for all of Walt's treatment, and they did. And then he's like, and then the rest of the party, he gets he actually make, like, makes a big scene at the end of the party. He's pretty pissed off because like he almost dies multiple yeah. times." He's putting himself in so much trouble oh, and man. has killed at least one or two people by this point. Spoiler. And sorry. Yeah. And, no, uh, and um, then he, he, yeah, it's, and it's crazy because like he's doing all this for his family. His wife hates him kind of really? at, at, at a certain point, just like starts despising him and, and like resenting him and, and, but he's making all this money for his family or trying to. And, um, does he have children too? Yeah, he has. He has a 16-year-old son who has cerebral palsy. Unreal! And, what a tough. Yeah, that's and rough. and then they had a little bit of an oopsie. Uh, oh, and so his wife, his wife just had a baby in the episode that I'm on. They oh, just had another baby, had a, a, wow. little, a little daughter. So, 16-year-old kid with cerebral palsy, and the wife worked right up until she was in labor, and then. Um, now wants to go back to work. It's crazy. And yeah, now he has a daughter too. That's tough. in the one episode he wakes up. Sorry, and this is this is a big tangent here. You guys can skip no, all this. Is... I couldn't care less. But but he has one episode where he uh, or in the last episode he he his daughter is crying during the night. So he says to his wife like I'll get her or whatever. So he picks her up and he's like uh, feeding her, bottle feeding her, and and he's like hey you want to see something and then he takes her to the garage where he's hiding his stash of 1.2 million dollars that he just made Whoa. Like behind the insulation so he he's like holding her he's like look what i did i did all this for you and he's showing her like all like stacks of money that he made for her and then uh, yeah it's it's awesome that's it's crazy crazy joe you you got to watch this show man it's Little, <laughs> it's unbelievable I, 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 maybe at some point i will i'm getting to the point now i have a child so watching shows like that it's going to be tough yeah oh, i'm gonna yeah. have to kind of go sure. out of my way to have them not see that um but uh this sounds like a you know a good show i love that it we're talking about awesome under the radar show breaking bad <laughs> yeah. one of the most popular shows of i don't know all if you guys time. heard about it but breaking bad is honestly kind of like a sleeper it's like yeah. super good yeah sleeper like, people don't really talk about breaking bad yeah. very much you know it's old <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were just describing the plot and everybody's listening is probably like yeah yeah uh-huh we know that we watched this five years ago <laughs> yeah it's like we've We've seen it. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's about cooking meth mm-hmm. and he's got cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meth. But that's good. That That's the content you've been yeah. you've been getting into. I was just going to, yeah, I've just been watching a lot of playoff basketball. Nice. I know you're not into that. 
really. No, that's good. As much as Breaking Bad. It's just been NBA playoffs. If you guys haven't watched it this year, oh, they've been incredible so far. I almost gave up on basketball this year because I hated where it was going. Super teams everywhere. It was basically any player that came available would just go to one of three teams. Uh, and that was that was just not fun. And that's one thing that the, the NBA, I think, struggles with. Where the uh, the NFL, I think, does a, does a much better job kind of spreading the talent around. Uh, but now it's in the NBA, it was like the Lakers, Clippers, and Nets got all the players. And it's like every other team, go screw yourself because you're in a small market and nobody cares. And the, and the NBA fans don't really care either. And that's why I've always said the NBA fan base, the fan base in the NBA is the worst uh in the world i hate nba fans more than any fan base but uh all that being said the nba playoffs have been a real pleasant surprise so far the phoenix suns are doing really good they're a young team that was built the right way same with the atlanta hawks the Bucks, a small market team winning the clippers still in it but they're on the brink they might be eliminated by the time you guys listen to this podcast they're playing tonight in a game five down three one but uh yeah that's kind of what i've been doing lately uh, Joe, unless you have anything else you want to talk about as content-wise or anything-wise, uh, I guess we'll just jump right into the news. Before we get into the news, I forgot in the opening segment, Joe was supposed to read us a... a, a a writing that he had for the fans. It's for, more of like a thank you speech. For the, <laughs> the speech. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Grammys. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, then, like, the Oscars. <laughs> yes. Joe, it's basically, like we discussed last week, a thank you speech for an award that he never won. No, but it's like the thank you part. Like, I, I didn't win an award. It's like yeah. the fans won the award, I think, is I'm just kind of thanking them. You're thanking them for winning. It's kind of like I'm more like the announcer rather than the actual. You, you think that the it's the, like I you think that the presenter of the award thanks the people that won. Yeah, but it's like I'm the person who accepted the award, but I'm giving it away to somebody else. It's like when Kanye gave his award to Taylor Swift in that one thing. Did he? That's you not, know. I don't think that's how that went. It was iconic, Joe. <laughs> it was iconic because Kanye did the exact opposite. What? He tried to take her award away. And give it to who? <laughs> Beyonce. Unbelievable. Beyonce had the best music video of all time. Unbelievable. Of all time. Oh, man. Okay. And I'm going to let you finish, Taylor. But Beyonce had one of the greatest music videos of all time. That's how that went. But yeah, wow. Joe's going to read us a thank you speech at the end of, at the, end of the, the... No, I can't fo- do it at the end. I got to do it now. No, you have to wait. You have to wait. We have to do football first yeah let's do it then we're talking about football and then we're gonna get joe's thank you speech to close out the show it's gonna be a we're gonna end with a bang so make sure you guys stick around for joe's thank you speech um but speaking of things that i'm gonna say in a podcast uh we got some news to talk about this week a couple of offensive linemen signing with new teams um we had the the pittsburgh steelers first up in the news made some news by releasing their Six-time Pro Bowl left or right guard, rather, David DeCastro. Um, he was a first-round pick in 2012, and uh, he's started at least 13 games every season but his rookie season. He made six Pro Bowls in a row. He was a two-time All-Pro as Joe's neighbor fires up whatever kind of engine he's revving outside. Um, turns out David, David DeCastro, who was one of the few holdovers from last year's offensive line, uh, which was not good. Um, turns out he was dealing with some ankle injuries. Um, uh, it looks like it could be serious, potentially career ending. He's thinking about retirement. So the Pittsburgh Steelers did not want to get rid of David DeCastro, uh, by the looks of it. But where is he? He's driving. I think uh, he's in my living room right now. <laughs> it's honestly, like he was sounded real close here to the right of me, and then he's like on my left side, and it sounds even closer. That's insane. I don't know if they could even hear that on the podcast. Maybe not. But that was just so loud. What was that even? I think our neighbor has a friend who's a biker. Okay, and that was loud. But um, the Steelers then. Uh, moved off of David Castro and decided to sign free agent guard Trey Turner, uh, who had recently been 
released by the Los Angeles Chargers after just one season in Los Angeles. Uh, Trey Turner was considered one of the best young um, offensive guards in the NFL before this last season. I remember when he got traded for Russell Okung, a lot of people thought that it was kind of absurd that um, that the the um, the Panthers would even get rid of Trey Turner for uh, a guy like Russell Okung. Uh, but Turner struggled with injuries last year, did not play up to par there in Los Angeles. Um, he is a five-time Pro Bowl um, offensive guard. Uh, you know, he, he I think he's it's definitely a downgrade from David DeCastro uh, as far as that goes. But, you know, it's 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 a tough situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, a, you know, a good forward-thinking move to, to go out and, and grab a guy to replace him um, when you're put in that tough situation. And I still don't like the Steelers' offensive line. I think they have one of the worst offensive, probably the worst offensive line in football. Uh, and this just kind of emphasizes it. When, when you lose one of the few guys who was returning, one of the few guys who was kind of a bright spot on that offensive line, there's not much else really on that offensive line that uh, that gives you hope uh, if, if you're a Steelers fan. I mean, they don't have much. Um, you're hoping Trey Turner can can turn it around and, and, and kind of play at a level to where he was playing at before um, all the injuries in Los Angeles last year. Uh, and speaking about offensive line signings, the Jets sign offensive tackle Morgan Moses, formerly of the Washington football team, to a one-year $3.6 million contract. Moses was a third-round pick in 2014, and he started every single game uh, for Washington since 2015. Uh, he was a surprising cut by the Washington football team um, in May. Uh, he was he was a free agent up to now. He, there was a lot of rumors that he might sign a, a multi-year deal with the Jets. The Jets always seem to be interested in uh, Morgan Moses. He's a solid uh, signing there for uh, the, the New York Jets. Certainly um, sort of along the same lines as Trey Turner, although I would say that uh, Morgan Moses is probably a little bit of a better, more, um, more accomplished offensive lineman. Uh, through his career. PFF had him graded as the 18th best offensive tackle last year. And, he, and he's been a solid, not spectacular uh, tackle throughout his career. He will he will most likely come into New York, uh, be the starter there at right tackle opposite of Mackay Becton. And New York's quietly built themselves a pretty decent offensive line. There's still a, a few, you know, spots. Connor McGovern at center, um, I think, he, you know, he's... And, you know, I'm not the expert when it comes to offensive linemen, but PFF had him great as the 23rd uh, best center in the league. So not great. And then you have uh, Greg Van Rotten, who is their starting right guard, who's also not highly uh, ranked by um, PFF. But, you know, he's sort of middle of the pack guy. But Makai Becton, uh, and then they traded up in the first round for Elijah Vera Tucker, who a lot of people were very high on, who will probably start at left guard. And then you add in Morgan Moses there at right tackle. They're just they're just trying to do everything they can to help out uh, their young rookie quarterback. And I appreciate that because I don't I don't think they always did the same uh, for their last first round rookie quarterback in Sam Darnold. Uh, but they've built a decent offensive line. The receiving core is pretty good. I like Cor Cor uh, Corey Davis, uh, Denzel Mims. I'm really high on Denzel Mims. Jamison Crowder. Uh, restructured his contract recently, so he'll probably uh, be there this season. Uh, and ju it's just a good core group of young players. Um, they brought in Tevin Coleman at the, at the halfback position, so they're, they're surrounding him with some talent, certainly more than Sam Darnold had at some points. Uh, we'll see if it pays off for the New York Jets. And one more little article of news, and the NFL changes a rule that we've discussed on this podcast before, They've decided to overturn the one-helmet policy. Uh, no longer will teams be stuck having just one helmet. So, like, you can, you can have multiple different color helmets now. Uh, they, they put the this rule in place originally in 2013 as a safety measure. That was back when concussions were all the rage. Everybody was outraged about them, which is fair. I mean, it was killing play, players, uh, players' brains, um, and, and still is, absolutely. But... Um, I don't think changing the helmet is really, uh, you know, the right way to to approach uh, solving the concussion problem in the NFL. Um, but the NFL has decided that 
That's not how you solve the concussion problem. Um, it's because they've rescinded that rule. So now teams will have the ability to wear multiple helmets. And this is awesome for uniforms because now teams can wear different uniforms, different uniforms that we haven't seen in some time. Uh, maybe the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bring back those creamsicle uniforms that everybody's so crazy about. Um, and uh, the teams have until July 31st of this year to tell the NFL that they're going to be wearing alternate uniforms with different helmets uh, if they want to wear them in 2022, which is when this rule officially becomes in effect. Uh, this year, this one helmet policy still stands, but 2022 teams will be allowed to have multiple helmets. And that actually inspired me to have a quick little top five um, here in the news. And it's my top five teams that benefited the most out of having secondary helmet options. That's a bit of a mouthful, but that's my top five. Um, coming in at number five is the Denver Broncos. Wearing those old throwback John Elway with the light blue helmet. Love the way those things look. And John, I'm going to get your opinion on some of these uniforms. You got to give me a ranking out of out of five, what you think about this one. So this is the Denver Broncos, blue, orange, uh, white face mask. If you guys don't know what it looks like, it's it's the old John Elway era before he won any Super Bowls uniform. What do you think about that one? It's nice. What are you thinking out of five? Oh, going, out of one to five? Yeah. Um, two. Two? Three. Really? Three. What, do you, what don't you like about it? It's just, I don't know. Just, Not, I just don't like the colors, I guess. Really? You don't like that? It's uh, Yeah, no, it's nice. It's I nice. give it a three. A three? Okay. I, yeah. I, I'm i a big fan. I, I kind of like the orange and the blue together. I think it looks mm-hmm. nice. I'm a big light blue fan. Also mm-hmm. a big dark blue fan. Uh, I just think it's much better than the current Denver Broncos uniforms, which is probably one of the most bland uniforms in the NFL. They have like navy blue. I'm not into the whole dark navy blue thing. And I think lighter blue color, way better the navy blue and i think this could you know maybe bring some excitement back to denver you know bring oh, back yes. bring back the john elway era yeah. you know what i'm talking about oh Joe. dude john elway that brings me back to another team trying to bring back another great quarterback era and this is my number 4 team and it's the new england patriots and their pat patriot uniforms the throwback uniforms the white helmet with the patriot um, snapping the ball joe what do you think about these uniforms take a closer look you can scroll to maybe look at the helmet. So basically, it's just got like a, uh, you know, a guy from the Revolutionary War bending over trying to snap a football. A two. A one even. Really? I don't like it. You don't like it? I can maybe if I could appreciate it more. Like, did you, did you see the helmet? Like yeah. You see that? You yeah. don't like that? Not really. I think it's cool for some reason. I don't know. I've always thought the Patriots uniforms are kind of cool. Even the ones that they have now. I like the shiny silver helmets. I think they look kind of cool. But the white helmet, white on white with a white helmet, white face mask. I think that looks really cool. And red, big red guy. I like red. Big red guy? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the red. Okay. Um, red and blue. If there, a team has a real nice color red, real nice color blue, I'm all in on that. Nice. I'm all in on that. I like it. <laughs> you, just got, you just could not care less about no, this. I and just, I appreciate that about you. No, it's just the heat. Yeah, the heat is really getting... You got to be ready for it with your speech, though, man. I don't know if you're going to have to take a heat break or you got to bring it. That brings me to my number three. And it's the team that everybody talks about when it comes to uh, getting new secondary uniforms, new helmets. And it's the creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms. Uh, they're those orange creamsicle looking. If you know, You know what a creamsicle is, right, Joe? Like the orange thing. Um, basically this is what the uniforms look like. I don't know what you think about that on a scale from one to five. I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a hard four. Really? Five to me. Yeah. I like that. You like that? You I see- like, I like the light orange. Yeah. The light orange looks cool. And, and I don't know if you saw like the Buccaneer that's on the side. Um, basically it's mm-hmm. a, there's a closer up of the helmet. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah that's that. a five. It's got a, bu- it's got like a pirate holding a dagger in his mouth while winking um that's a five for me this is one that you know i almost put it at number one on my list but i feel like it's one of those uniforms like i don't know if you saw the miami heat they had like the miami vice uniforms i don't know if i ever showed you those but they're like pink and blue oh yeah it's like they look cool at the time but i think after a while it could be it could get a little old okay i get that it could get it's like okay like let's 
it's a little much you know you, I get you it. can have these cool cool colors but after a while it's like let's just tone it down a notch and that's how i kind of feel uh with the tampa bay buccaneers creamsicle uniforms I think they look awesome coolest color orange for sure that light creamsicle orange um and the the buccaneers are basically the reason that this rule is being overturned jay glazer the owner of the buccaneers was was so big in 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 uh wanting to have these secondary uniforms back so they come in at number three and just a quick heat update it is just yeah. scorching in here i mean we are literally I, I kid you not we are legitimately sweating mm-hmm. uh joe are you gonna do you think about taking your shirt off at all or yeah maybe should this be a shirtless pod or could be <laughs> it's okay yeah all right um well why don't we jump into my number two <laughs> uh and that's the seattle seahawks sort of an under the radar sort of a, a breaking bad type sleeper type a sleeper type uh the seattle yeah seahawks 70s throwback blue and silver i think they're so much better than what the seahawks have now joe what do you think about those uniforms yeah they're pretty nice i give it a th- uh three three okay two, uh, three. i love these uniforms these are some of my two okay two I, i'll fight you about the three okay i understand it's just so plain to it's me. not plain That's what, do, what do they look like what do they look like now though okay i'll show you a current one um so that's that's their current uniforms. Oh, I, I like that better. You like this better than I the do. one that I just showed you? Yeah, I do. I like the little green accents in there. Really? Yes, it highlights everything. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that these uniforms are ugly by you any. You would means. ask your wife or my wife; they would probably see the same thing. The no, green, dude. The, little, the bits of green highlight it, and it looks nicer. I I appreciate that, and I don't even think these uniforms are ugly. But to me, the other uniforms are just—I mean, the blue and the silver helmet. I mean, that is. And like the green, don't you see the green kind of accenting this, like on the arm? Yeah, a little tiny bit. And it's not this obnoxious lime green. Like this uniform, like their current uniform, obnoxious. seems like it was made at a time when like Nike was trying really hard to make everything look futuristic, and then everybody was super gung ho about lime green, and it was like, oh, let's do lime green. And I don't know, I'm not into that. I love the the '70s era. Uh, like Steve Largent era Seahawks uniform. That comes in at number two. And number one, uh, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals with the potential uniforms. They've never worn these before, but now with their all white, uh, the Siberian Tiger uniforms, they can now add an all white helmet. So it'll be all white. Five, 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 five five on that. It's five and it's five. Ah, pie. Yeah, that you is like the, nice. Isn't that awesome? Isn't it? Yeah, that's really nice. That is the coolest one. I think that should be their full-time uniform. Absolutely. There's a, what's that? The Bengals? Yeah, the Bengals. Yeah. The only thing cooler than a tiger is a Siberian tiger. Yes. Um, and to me, that the the, the Bengals new uniforms are head and shoulders above their old, ugly, disgusting uniforms. They got new brand uh, brand new uniforms. Uh, I love the way they look. Love the way the white one looks. And then you add in the white helmet. The Siberian Tiger look is awesome. Joe agrees with me. Uh, that's my top five. Five, the Denver Broncos. Sorry, Joe, you were going to say something? Nope. Okay, fair enough. The Denver Broncos, John Elway era with the D on the side, with the with the uh, the horse in the letter D. Uh, the number four, the Pat Patriot Patriots uniforms. Joe, not a fan of that one. Uh, number three, the creamsicle, creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms. Number two, the Seattle Seahawks 70s era uh, uniforms. And number one, the Siberian Tiger Cincinnati Bengals uniforms. That is just going to look so cool like in a night game. Like it's dark and you have like the bright white. There's no cleaner look to me than an all white. Something that's like just a clean white look. Yeah. And that's... I agree. Like... And I, I just strictly mean clothing and stuff, okay? I'm not talking about race white. I'm just talking about all white clothing or like an all white, you know, car. If some if white is done right, it doesn't get much better than that. And a few other honorable mentions, guys, uh, uniforms that didn't quite make the list, teams that will also have chances to, to change up their uniforms. The Titans, uh, they can bring back the Houston Oilers uniforms i think those are actually really awesome those would probably crack my top five if it wasn't for the fact that the tennessee titans are going to be the ones wearing the houston oilers i think the houston texans should be the ones i know that the tennessee titans technically came from the houston oilers but i don't know uh 
really good uniforms. Just a weird situation. Uh, the Eagles with their Kelly green uniforms. Those are nice. I'm just not a huge green guy, but I, I do like that color green better than their current like midnight green or whatever they call it. And then the Cowboys can wear their white uh, helmets. I was saying how much I like the color white. Um, the Falcons can wear their red helmet, which if they didn't have god-awful uniforms right now would be better. The Chargers could wear that Dan Fouts era navy blue. I discussed how I didn't like navy blue all that much, but those uniforms are nice. The Colts can wear their blue helmet that we haven't seen really much of at all. Uh, Steelers can wear yellow, and the Bills can wear their disgusting red helmet that they should not bring back because the Bills uniforms currently are much better. But that wraps up the news, wraps up my top five. So why don't we get into some quarterback situations that are still unanswered and I'm going to attempt to answer them. There is no position in sports more important than the quarterback position. Uh, you guys might notice I talk a lot about quarterbacks on this podcast. And, you know, if you if you get any content NFL-related anywhere, they talk a lot about quarterbacks. And that's for good reason. Quarterbacks can make and break a team. We've seen examples where, you know, a team can win games without a solid quarterback. We've seen teams win Super Bowls with replacement level quarterbacks we saw nick Foles win a super bowl we saw trent dilfer win a super bowl we've seen the giants win with jeff hostetler at quarterback uh, but for the most part you go the way of your quarterback if you have a if you don't have a good quarterback you do everything possible to get a good quarterback if you do have a good quarterback you do everything possible to keep that quarterback because in the NFL it is now more than ever a quarterback run league and most of the teams that are in it at the end have fantastic quarterbacks we saw it this last year the final four was Josh Allen who recently became a really good quarterback Patrick Mahomes who's amazing Tom Brady with the greatest quarterback of all time and uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's also one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. Uh, the quarterback position is so key. And teams like the four teams we just mentioned don't have to worry about that position anymore. And not having to worry about that position opens you up to so many opportunities. Uh, but unfortunately, not every single team in the NFL has that position figured out. In fact, a lot of teams don't have that position figured out. Whether they have multiple guys, that could be that guy. Whether they have um, multiple guys, that absolutely can't be that guy. Whether they have a guy that is that guy, but he doesn't want to be that guy for them anymore. There's a ton of quarterback situations that are still unanswered in the NFL. And I'm going to try to go through them and predict what I think the answers will be for some of these situations, whether it be a camp battle, whether it be uh, in a, a quarterback that's unhappy in the situation that he's in, or, or whatever it takes. Uh, we're going to try to get to the bottom of these unanswered quarterback situations, and we're going to try to answer them. The first one we're going to talk about is the New England Patriots uh, in the camp battle between Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Now, for a long time, I was under the impression that this was Cam Newton's job. Uh, I really believe that uh, there was almost no chance that Mac Jones would start week one for the New England Patriots. Uh, I don't know why I was so staunch on that, because uh, I've, I've sort of come around to the to the idea that, that Mac Jones could not only start at some point this season, but maybe be the week one starter. Um, it's a weird situation for New England because you can look at it a couple of different ways. And one of the ways to look at it is uh, they have two quarterbacks that they were they like, but they weren't totally in love with. Uh, and by that, I mean they brought Cam Newton back, uh, but it's on a one-year $5 million contract. They had him on a, a $1 million contract last year. That is absolute pennies and dimes compared to what uh, even you know replacement level quarterbacks backup quarterbacks are getting uh, 
from some teams in the NFL. Andy Dalton, I think, is getting $10 million uh, from the Chicago Bears, which is twice as much as Cam Newton. Uh, and then when you look at Mac Jones, yes, he fell to the Patriots in the draft, but he also fell to the Patriots in the draft. They didn't trade up for him. They didn't aggressively go and get their guy. They kind of stayed pat and were just like, okay, Mac Jones is here. I guess we're, we're going to take him. And maybe they're geniuses for that. Maybe they knew this is how the, the board would fall. Maybe they they just, you know, they, they got lucky. They sat in the right spot and they got the right guy. And he's going to be a starter there for decades to come. Uh, but it just seems like both these guys, they like, but they don't love. And then as far as rumors coming out of camp, um, Belichick said that Cam Newton is is way ahead of where he was last year. Obviously last year with the shortened off season and or because of covid restrictions and no preseason none of that it was it was very tough for new players to pick up offenses uh, and cam newton admitted to struggling with that and then he got covid and, and, and things were tough uh for cam newton last year and and uh he seems to be getting a better grasp according to bill belichick i don't know how much you can read into that um cam however has struggled uh throughout the 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 mini camps and obviously we haven't even got to the real heart of training camp yet. Right now, all the teams are off, but but Cam Newton, a lot of rumors coming out that he's just had struggled with accuracy, and we saw the videos of him throwing ducks in the rain, and then Mac Jones coming out and throwing more accurate passes, although, I mean, his passes were not impressive either. They probably would have been interceptions in a real NFL game. Um, but And then Cam Newton injures his hand at one point. I think he had a... He had a um, some sort of break in one of his hands that caused him to lose... Um, some time there in in the mandatory mini camps, and then there was you know there's been glowing reports for Mac Jones and and, and a ton of hype coming out of Patriots camp, uh, and a lot of insiders within uh, the New England uh, Patriots organization saying that they've never seen a quarterback play this well as a rookie, uh, pick up the system this well, and that Mac Jones is impressing people and and potentially impressing Bill Belichick and saying that uh, you know. Uh, that he has done more than enough to to merit a real competition, which is what uh, Albert Breer from from sports sportsillustrated.com said uh, that Mac Jones has done more than enough to compete for that starting job this summer in training camp. So it's an extremely interesting situation for the New England Patriots. Um, do they go with you know a guy who's a little bit more experienced, a guy who's who's had some incredible highs in the NFL, but is kind of on the tail end? of an NFL career that, you know, had really big highs, but, you know, he's never been a consistent producer at the quarterback position. Or do you go with the young guy who, who the ton of hype is around? And if I had to predict, I would I would say for some reason, I just feel like we're going to see Mac Jones uh, in week one. And, and, and the Patriots will, will resort back to what won them – Many Super Bowls with Tom Brady, and that's that's an immobile quarterback, uh, but playing that point guard offense where he's just making these short passes, finding open uh, receivers, mismatches. They have two phenomenal tight ends that they signed in free agency. Uh, so I think Mac Jones wins the starting job in Week One, and and part of the cynical Dolphin fan in me can just see a, a world where Mac Jones is starting Week One against the Dolphins, against Tua, uh, his former teammate. And Mac Jones completely outplays Tua, and I sit and cry in a corner and have to deal with that uh, for that whole week. And probably for the rest of the season, I can just imagine that happening. And then on to another veteran versus rookie um, competition, and it's the Chicago Bears. They have the established veteran, Andy Dalton, uh, coming in. Uh, He's... QB1, that's what they posted on their Twitter before drafting Justin Fields. Um, He's getting paid like a lower tier starting quarterback. Um, But they, you know, all this happened before they went up, traded up in the draft to draft one of my favorite quarterbacks in this draft. I love Justin Fields. Um, And if I had to go back, I'd probably rank him as my number two quarterback above Zach Wilson. Uh, I really liked, uh, I like his potential. I think he's incredibly accurate. Um, at all levels of the field. Uh, he's really good at play action. Um, he's incredibly athletic and just a big dude. I think he's a, he's a better version of what Cam Newton was in, at his peak. And that's a lot of praise for a guy who's never played in the NFL before. 
but Matt Nagy seems to be convinced that um, Andy Dalton will be the starter for the Chicago Bears team week one when they face off against the Los Angeles Rams. And that might not be a horrible idea uh, because it's a tough spot on Sunday night football to have your rookie quarterback go in uh, primetime game, first ever career game against the one of the best, if not the best defense in football, Aaron Donald coming to wreck his life. Uh, maybe just send out Andy Dalton as a sacrificial lamb. So my prediction for the Bears is Andy Dalton starts week one, but he doesn't last past week six. And then we see Justin Fields. And I'm excited to see Justin Fields. So that's my prediction. Andy Dalton uh, starts week one, maybe week two, uh, maybe week three, but he does not get past week six before we see uh, the young gun in Justin Fields. And then on to a battle, another battle, but this one between two veteran quarterbacks and it's Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill for the New Orleans Saints. And this, I've, I've said all along, it's one of the weirdest quarterback situations just because I don't really get it. And I didn't get it last year when they had these three or these two, including uh, three, including Drew Brees when Drew Brees was in there. Uh, but Sean Payton loves to collect quarterbacks and he's certainly done that there uh, in New Orleans. And the consensus around the league seems to be that Jameis Winston will be the starter for the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, I think there's no doubt uh, in a lot of people's minds, he's just a better pure passer than Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has the incredible athleticism. Uh, they use him all over the all over the field. I mean, as a gunner, uh, you know, on the on on offense and in various different situations, as like a tight end, you know, all that. Uh, Taysom Hill, incredibly athletic, but as a pure passer, as a pure quarterback, Jameis Winston is obviously, I think, the better passer. And I've never been high on Jameis Winston because of all the turnovers. I just, to me, that's one of the the biggest downsides to any quarterback. I don't care how good you can throw the ball. I don't care how um, how big your arm is. I don't care how talented you are. If you're turning the ball over, giving the the, the ball to the other team over and over, it doesn't work. Uh, it's just not going to work. You can throw 30 touchdowns, but if you throw 30 interceptions, that's useless to me because you've, you've given the other team 30 more opportunities to score touchdowns against you. But that being said, Taysom Hill's not innocent when it comes to turning the ball either. Taysom Hill... Uh, in, in his in his four starts last year, he fumbled the ball six times. He lost three of them, and he struggled with turnovers. Overall, he was 834 yards passing, so that's around 200 yards per game. So not amazing. Uh, he had four touchdowns and two interceptions passing. So as a quarterback, you know we haven't seen it quite yet from Taysom Hill. He does bring an electric. Um, sort of ability that Jameis Winston doesn't bring. But the turnovers are there for him as well. So to me, I think, you know, you, you stack up the turnovers for both of these guys. I think you've got to go with the better quarterback. And I think we'll see them go with the better quarterback. To me, it would be more entertaining to see Taysom Mill, although it is, it will be interesting to see if Sean Payton can bring the best out of Jameis Winston. Um, it's definitely an, an, an interesting, you know, litmus test and I talked about this in my one big question for each NFC team uh, podcast if you haven't listened to that make sure you go back and and listen to that but I talked about is you know we're going to find out if Sean Payton's system is really good or or if you know a lot of that was having one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time Drew Brees back there and I think they're going to miss Drew Brees maybe more than some people think some people saw Drew Brees at the end of his career there and, and you know he's got sort of the noodle arm going on and he, he's not the same guy but I think people are gonna I've, I've kind of underestimated just how much Drew Brees meant to this team even in the later years I mean he having a quarterback that just knows the system knows um, knows you know who's gonna be open and 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 to hit those slants to Michael Thomas and I know everybody jokes that Michael Thomas only throws or only catches slants, but that's very effective. And, and Drew Brees was very effective of getting him those slants. And and according to Next Gen Stats, Jameis Winston is very inaccurate on slant passes, which is not ideal when that's the best thing that Michael Thomas does. Uh, but if if I had to predict which or what is going to happen, which quarterback starts 
I think Jameis Winston will start week one, but I think we're going to see both these quarterbacks play start more than one game. I don't think Jameis Winston is going to play well enough um, to warrant him being the starter for the entire 17-game season. Uh, I think Taysom Hill will get thrown in there just like he did with Drew Brees, uh, but maybe even start some games down the stretch. On to the next unanswered quarterback situation, and it's I've kind of combined two uh, into one, and it's because they're so closely related with each other, and they have been throughout this offseason. And it's the, the Denver Broncos quarterback situation and the Green Bay Packers quarterback situation. So which one of these teams is getting Aaron Rodgers is really what it comes down to. Um, Aaron Rodgers um, hasn't showed up to mandatory mini camps for the Green Bay Packers. Um, has made it quite clear he's not happy with the front office in Green Bay. He, th- there's a lot of relationships there that have been tainted, have been tarnished. Um, and then you had uh, the the uh, president Mark Murphy coming out and saying um, that uh, he called he called Aaron Rodgers a complicated fella, which is you know not an it, kind of passive aggressive. And then Aaron Rodgers. In, in his TV interview for the match that he's playing with with Tom Brady and and, and all the golfers, you know, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, he was wearing his I'm offended shirt. A lot of people connected those dots that he was offended by what Mark Murphy had said. Just a lot of drama going on uh, in Green Bay. And, and the team that, that Aaron Rodgers outside of Green Bay has been most uh, linked to is the Denver Broncos. That was the team that when all this drama started, um, that was the first team that was really talked about as a trade destination for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and they're, they're a team that has unanswered quarterback questions themselves. Uh, they don't have an established quarterback, obviously, if they're looking to bring in uh, Aaron Rodgers. But they have a young quarterback that I, a lot of Broncos fans are, are hoping can potentially be that guy if they can't get Aaron Rodgers. And they brought in Teddy Bridgewater from the Carolina Panthers. Um, and he, he's a solid quarterback. Uh, Teddy and, 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 and Locke is an, is an interesting battle because, to me, if you go into week one uh, and you're the Denver Broncos and uh, and Teddy Bridgewater is your starting quarterback, to me, that's that's a that's a failure right off the bat. And that's no disrespect to Teddy Bridge, Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a really good quarterback. Uh, and I think he, he is, is a capable starter. And I think in the right system, like if he was playing on New Orleans right now, he could probably lead that team to a three or four seed. He could probably lead that team to a division title, potentially. Uh, and, I, and I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's never going to be that player that takes you over the top. And I think what a lot of Bronco, the Broncos brass and what a lot of Broncos fans are hoping is that Drew Locke is not that guy. Drew Locke is not the guy that's going to be uh, good enough, a guy that's going to be a solid quarterback. You want a guy that's going to take you over the top. You want a guy that's going to excel the talent around you, and you're hoping that Drew Locke is going to be that guy. And to me, if if Teddy Bridgewater start, starter week one, you've now conceded the fact that Drew Locke's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be uh, a, the quarterback that's going to be, be the franchise guy for Denver. You've conceded that you need to go with a safe option. Um, Drew Locke just isn't cutting it. And so to me, if, if Teddy Bridgewater starting... That's a bad look, and for and for Green Bay, uh, if 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 Jordan Love is starting, that's bad. Uh, Jordan Love is, you know, and I don't know. I'm not inside the Packers camp, obviously, but uh, Jordan Love to me doesn't seem ready to play. He's never even played a snap of preseason football, nonetheless a regular season uh, game at quarterback. And uh, they've brought in a ton of different. Quarterback. I think they brought in Blake Bortles to come and play quarterback and just a ton of different quarterbacks to come in uh, and compete for that because I think they are a little nervous that, that Aaron Rodgers might not be there and that Jordan Love might not be ready because the guy just hasn't played. He was a third-string quarterback. He didn't even dress for most games last year, and that's not a good look. So to me, these two situations impact each other so much, and, and my prediction is I think Aaron Rodgers eventually goes back to Green Bay. I think... Uh, I just don't see him being traded, and maybe he does, and I hope he does. It would be entertaining for for podcast discussion for 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 NF for the NFL world. It'd be crazy uh, and, and a, a bombshell of of a trade if all of a sudden he ends up in Denver. But to me, I think um, he'll just kind of stew about this. He'll end up in Green Bay like he did last year and just be kind of angry. I think that this this um, 
this might be his final year. I think this will be his final year in Green Bay. I think he he plays this year out. Maybe he leads them to a Super Bowl, who knows, and maybe he just walks off, whether he retires or he goes somewhere else and seeks revenge on the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers will be the starter in Green Bay, but this will be his last year. And then in in Denver, I think Drew Locke will start week one, but I think both quarterbacks are going to get playing time because I, I just don't think Drew Locke is good enough. And in, in, who knows? I could be very wrong. I was very wrong about Josh Allen last year, as were a lot of people. But I'm going to say Drew Locke starts week one, which is the the better scenario if you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, we see Ted, Teddy Bridgewater at some point. And then a couple quick ones to close it out. Uh, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a lot of question there this offseason about Russell Wilson. He seems to now, you know, he's, he's trying to play it off cool as if there was never any trade requests, never anything, any drama. He never demanded a trade. I mean, that's all, whatever. That's all... I don't know. I don't believe any of that. But I think, uh, despite all the rumors, it's quite obvious Russell Wilson is going to play uh, this season in Seattle. And uh, I think it's going to be his last contract. That's been rumored for some time, even before this offseason, that Russell Wilson has signed his final contract with the Seahawks. I think he plays out this year, and he plays out the remainder of his contract there in Seattle. And then they kind of just part ways. They go their separate ways. Not what I would do if I was a Seahawks. I think you, I'd keep one of the best quarterbacks we've seen over the past decade. But uh, there seems to be some sort of fractured relationship there. Even if Russ acts like there isn't, um, I think Russell Wilson will play, play at a high level. Um, but he has signed his final contract with the Seattle Seahawks. And then the final situation that I can't really dive too deep into because we just don't know. And it's the Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans situation. Uh, as far as... The legal battle goes. We just don't know what's going on there because uh, it was it was there was a lot of rumors coming out that that Deshaun Watson might settle these cases and and they might just make them go away and 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 uh, he's going to be available and some team's going to trade for him. Uh, but Tony Busby, the the lawyer that is represents the women that are accusing Deshaun Watson, has said that there's no. Um, there's no settlement coming in, in in the near future, so we just don't know with the with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. So Deshaun Watson, I won't even begin to speculate where he goes. I I think he's played his last downs in Houston. I'll say that, but I don't know where he's going to play. If he's even going to play this year, if he's going to end up on the commissioner exempt list, or what's going to happen. Uh, in my prediction for who's starting in Houston, I think Tyrod Taylor is going to start at quarterback. And who knows with Deshaun Watson, maybe he gets put on the commissioner's exempt list. But that wraps up uh, our me answering all the quarterback conundrums. Oh, I should have used that beforehand. That's a good quarterback conundrum. Wow. That would have been so much better. I no should have used that from the beginning. That wraps up me predicting all the quarterback conundrums in the NFL. Uh, and before we wrap up, Joe, you promised the listeners... We're going to give them a thank you. Are you prepared with your speech? You have your speech? Yeah. Even in the heat, are you going to be able to bring it? I got the speech. Okay. All right. He just showed me a blank sticky note. Um. Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah. I don't know. You want me to intro you at all? Or you just want me to just give you the floor? Or how do you want to do this? No. I, yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'll just, I'll just kind of jump into it. Okay. Um. Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to say thanks. Um, for your support. Thanks for listening every week. Um, I want to thank um, Academy. Obviously. Um, and so, yeah, that's thanks for everything, guys. We really appreciate it. Okay. Take it away, Joe. All right. That was uh, a lot to do about nothing, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Joe, thanks for bringing it uh, mm -hmm. on this episode. Yeah. I had a good time. I hope you guys had a good time. I, I thought this was a decent podcast, despite the elements us cooking the elements were against us today the elements were absolutely against us we are sweaty sticky uh, hot boys but we made it through another yeah. episode if cheers. you guys enjoyed yeah cheers make sure you guys yep yeah, let's do a little clink here very good make sure you guys rate subscribe do something good for us whatever the podcast app that you're on do the good thing that would be nice for us uh subscribe if you're on apple Podcasts. 
that, that automatically downloads this podcast, which is so convenient. Imagine waking up. And you don't even need to do anything about nothing. it. Nothing. You don't even need to listen if you don't want to. Yeah. We would prefer if you did. You can you can delete the episode afterwards. Yeah. The download still counts. You just don't it doesn't take up your space. That's still okay. money in our pocket. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe. It takes all the pain away. You wake mm. up, mm-hmm. boom, new episode, Wednesday morning, uh average Joe football show. There it is. Do that. Give us a five star rating, five star review. That would help a ton. Mm. I mean, just, and if you have friends that like football, that like banter, that like us, like guys named Joe, um, like Breaking Bad, honestly, Mm. like Bear Grylls, any of these things, share it with them. Don't be selfish. If you have something really good, you should share it with the people that you love. Yeah. It's called the butterfly effect, I think. I don't think so. But yeah, something along that lines, just... Don't keep us a secret, man. We want to be out there. We want to we, we want to just touch as many lives as possible. So mm. make sure you guys share us with all your friends and all your family. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll catch you guys on the next one.